Hey friends, it's Ashley and Jana. Welcome back to season two of the Geek Girls Universe podcast, your home for the latest entertainment and fandom news. Hey friends, welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe. Loki episode five is now streaming on Disney Plus and dude, it was amazing. So many Easter eggs for comic fans. Plus I so think we have many. a new, right? Like stupid amount. Like I'm, I think there's still some I've missed. I'm sure of it. And we have a new favorite Loki variant. Um, and if we don't, I don't know what planet you're on, but he's like, just, he's cool. We're going to break it down. We're going to talk about Easter eggs. We're going to talk about theories. And if you have not watched episode five yet, I don't know why you're here. We still want you to listen, but just go watch it first and then come back. So this is your spoiler warning. But first, if you're new here or you haven't already, We would love it if you subscribe and left us a rating on Apple podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks and the more the geekier, right? We also have a Facebook group, Geek Girls Universe. You don't need to be a girl to join, just a geek. All right. So episode five, Ashley, did you get up at 3 a.m. again today? I sure did, Jana. I sure did. Hooray. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's Loki. So yeah. Yeah. Totally worth worth it. it. Um, Totally worth it. Yeah. I was going to bed just about the time you were getting up, but I didn't watch Loki. I just hadn't gone to bed yet. (laughs) And I was trying to actually like relax and fall asleep. So I was like, do I turn on the TV and watch Loki? And then I was like, oh, but then I'm in it for like an hour and then I'm going to process and then I will definitely not sleep. So I was like, nope, not doing it. <laughs> I was going to say that that is the downfall of getting up at three is that trying to go back to sleep afterwards. Not happening. Especially, you know, this episode in particular, kind of like the last one, I was just like, I've got to think about this and I've got to unpack it and I need to, t- yeah. I need to talk about it, but nobody's awake. So I'm just going to talk about it with myself. <laughs> I need a uh, alligator Loki to our alligator, Ashley, I guess. To, uh, alligator Ashley, you need I, to change your handle to be an alligator, Ashley. I like it. <laughs> I kind of like my variant. I do too. But alligator Ashley just has that alliteration. So it's kind of fun. Yeah, I know the alliteration makes me a little happy, but <laughs> it does nerd, <laughs> <laughs> right? Literary nerd. Totally. But, oh man, this episode just, as soon as I saw the title, I was like, oh, the potential because mm-hmm. journey into mystery is a comic, uh, series. And in it is uh, Loki's more modern comic debut, kind of like a rebirth almost. Not an official rebirth, but, you know, because this is Loki we're talking about. So he does get reborn quite a bit. (laughs) Just a few times. (laughs) I just mean, it's the more uh, modern appearance of Loki in Marvel Comics. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, we're in for it. It's going to be good. And they did not disappoint. I think I've watched it four times now and I've picked up like you said, I picked up things that I didn't see the first time at 3 a.m. Yes. <laughs> when I was, that I picked up uh, later on in the day. So, yeah. Just yeah. So much I have like 15 minutes left of my third watch through and I've picked up things each time. Um, I love when your first Easter egg is the title of the episode because, you know, it's going to be good when they've done something like that. It's like, you know, you're in for a ride. <laughs> Yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I was just, I was so stoked. And man, I just, I can't stop talking about this episode. It was so, I mean, we say it every week. It was so good. And the last one was so good. Like, I'm super sad. It's like next week's last one though. I I can't even believe it. I'm like, what I, oh, what am I going to do with myself? Cause I, there's nothing else coming out right away. I mean, we have Black Widow coming to, you know, theaters what Friday is today, Wednesday. Yeah. So two days from now, I mean, but we've already screened it. So it's not the same thing. Um, there are some other things I want to see though. So I might hit a theater. I don't know, but as far as just like watching good stuff on TV, there's not that much coming out that I want to see. Yeah. I can't think of any shows immediately that are, are coming out to fill, to fill the void. 
um, right. after. And Loki. I just got caught up on the Bad Batch. I'm like, Heck yes, half an episode. I'm only like half an episode <laughs> behind. So, dude, I'll be ready finally. for Friday. <laughs> Jeez. I'm, I'll only shame you a little bit, but yeah, seriously. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, can we join hands and enchant Marvel to give us more episodes of Loki? Will that work? Oh, maybe, maybe. Can we talk to I a just, big smoke monster and enchant dude, it to do whatever? <laughs> he was so cool. I love how they did Alioth. I really, yeah. I really did. It was like even better, like watching it, um, not at 3 a.m. on my computer, but on my actual TV. Um, I was like, he's I, so flipping cool. <laughs> he really is. And it's amazing to me, like, I remember talking about this with somebody when Game of Thrones was on, there were some scenes that people were complaining were like so dark and hard to see. And they were saying that like, oh, if you watched it on like your phone or your iPad, it actually looked better than on your TV because they sort of filmed it knowing that most people wouldn't watch it on a big screen, but they would like stream it on a smaller device. And so I was like, huh, that's interesting. And so like, I went and I, I, you know, I looked cause I was like, this is really curious and, and they weren't wrong. And so I'm always curious then how many or which shows, or like, I want production notes that say this was filmed explicitly for you to watch on here, like for the best viewing experience, because I right. do find a lot of times, like if I watch it on like my laptop versus my desktop versus my television I get a completely different viewing experience based on you know obviously the type of show and the type of movie and the color scheme the mood whatever it is um so it's really interesting like this one in particular was one that was so dark on my desktop and looked so phenomenal on my tv like my big you know big screen tv um, yeah. But I've had other episodes even that just, that it was almost the opposite. And I was like, huh, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, he looked cool on my computer and I had my brightness all the way up. Um, yeah. But seeing him on the TV, I was just like blown away. He was so, it was so well done because kind of like um, Fantastic Four when they, you know, botched it with, uh, mm-hmm. what was it? Galactus? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's really hard, I think, sometimes to do a villain or a character in general that doesn't have a body necessarily, doesn't take a form. So mm-hmm. I thought this was super well done because in the comics, Alioth doesn't have a body. He's mostly gaseous. He doesn't take a concrete form. So right. I love how they took that, but kind of still gave him some sort of uh concrete present with the eyes and like the nose almost like reminded me of like Maleficent the steampunk dragon at Disney World when it's dark like so if you went for like Halloween or villains after hours and all you kind of see is the eyes and the mouth because of how dark it is like it was very it was just super cool yeah it kind of gives that sort of foreboding like ominous like shadow monster well you know it is kind of a shadow monster I guess but yeah I could totally watch the scenes with Alioth in it over and mm-hmm. over again, just for the visual. Yes. Um, well, and I love those colors anyway. Like, oh, so for, for sure. Me, that was totally like, oh, loving it. It was great. I mean, the contrast, so you had like the, the various grays with the red and then the green at the end with it as mm-hmm. well. It was just so, oh, I'm just, and, I could be. I could and that, that color scheme, um, like please are we not we have to be in the quantum realm right um yeah the end it has to be <laughs> like it has realm. to be <laughs> it has to be like i i watched it i mean like i said every time i've watched it, i've looked at it i'm like that's quantum realm colors yes and the way like the like the the visuals like the, between like the two spaces almost like a force field or whatever i guess it's one realm and the other. I don't even know how to explain it because I'm not that science nerdy, <laughs> but the sort of line between the two two realms mm-hmm. has that same visual effect almost that it has in the other movies that we've seen them do a quantum realm. Right. It makes sense just given that like 
you know, we know Kang is coming and there's a huge, and also it has to be Kang, right? Like we've made this connection like 4,000 times. I like then this isn't going to be, it's all Renslayer because if it is, I'm going <laughs> to punch somebody. I was like, I mean, we have so many Kang references. So I mean, I, eggs in this episode, I'm like, it, it has to be right. Like this is right. not like a Mephesto where, where people think we're making things up. Like this is legit <laughs> Kang. Like I can, I mean, there's, I don't know what, 15 references to Kang in this episode it, alone. Yeah, it's, I'm like, it and, has to be. <laughs> and the fact that we know Kang for sure is coming gives right. me a little bit more hope than Mephesto because Mephesto was never confirmed for the future. Right. Um, but Kang is, I mean, he's an Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Yeah. So it totally has to be Kang, right? And <laughs> Although, I mean, as much, I think last week we talked like, oh, it could be Kang. We'd also accept like a Doctor Strange villain. But now right. I'm also thinking we've yet to see Loki on the Asgard throne. Like, is it Loki? Like, is it a, like the mega Loki, the King Loki, you know, the boss yeah. level Loki, as we talked about today on Twitter? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Mike, who came up with the idea of a Bowser Loki for that real was hysterical <laughs> was so funny <laughs> so that was a good laugh like, this morning as as soon as he said that I mean as much as I was laughing about it I'm like it really could be just another Loki at the end of the rainbow you know I would die I mean I don't even think I'd be surprised I'm like no oh, yeah, I wouldn't Loki. either and all those other references are just like you know nods to the fact that Kang is coming and you know yes. the Ant-Man but- and the Wasp Quantum it should still movie. be Kang. <laughs> no, it really be should Kang, be Kang. Darn it. <laughs> it needs I'm to be Kang. To, well, you should go ahead and start your breakdown, but I was going to say, I'm still really, I'm a little confused, I think, with Renslayer because I really want to just be like, oh, well, she's connected to Kang. And so that's her like deal. However, yeah, her behavior in this episode was a little like, not necessarily what I would expect if she were just like doing things for him. Like if she was doing his bidding. Um, right. I, yeah, we can talk about that. When yeah. We get there for sure. Yeah. It was just interesting. I was like, huh, it's not really the reaction I would have expected. Mm-hmm. I agree. So that was interesting. Just a random observation I had, but yeah, let's do your breakdown because It's going to take a little while. (laughs) Yeah, it sure is. All right. So like we mentioned, it's titled Journey into Mystery, which is based off a Marvel comic series. Um, And uh, so, yeah, we pick up with the void. (laughs) Loki has made it to the void after being pruned. And essentially he's like, I've got 10,000 questions. And they're all like, you got to keep moving. Classic Loki tells him, warns him of Alioth, which we've been talking about. Um, in the comics, Alioth is the first being who broke free from the constraints of time. He has no real form. He's usually seen as in a gaseous state. His empire is in fact bigger than Kang the Conqueror's and he's often seen as a foe of his. However, in the show, it seems like Alioth is some sort of smoke serpent. Almost to me, he kind of reminded me of Cerberus who guards the underworld for Hades and uh, later on in the show, Sylvie points out that she feels like he's guarding whatever mm. is beyond the void. Like there's something mm-hmm. beyond the void. So yeah. yeah, he totally is. So I kind of, I like this iteration of him. Like we said, visually, he looks amazing, but also I like how they brought it in, but didn't make it some sort of, cause he technically could be his own big bad himself, but I like how they kind of change the story a bit so it fits better in the MCU because it yes. can get way too confusing when like everybody is a super big bad. <laughs> right. So, well, and they have this propensity for bringing in villains and killing them off. And uh, so it's nice to see them yes. potentially use it without killing him off. Like now, obviously we still are it or whatever. We still have another episode. So who knows what will happen, but I feel like there's a potential for defeating it temporarily versus doing away with them entirely yeah i feel like he'll continue to live as long as Mm -hmm. the void lives and for sure the void needs to live on because kid loki is a young avenger yes so exactly anyways (laughs) yeah um so we see a bunch of stuff 
on the landscape. Uh, Avengers Tower is actually QNG Enterprises Tower. And in the comics, that is the company Stark sold the old Avengers Tower to. And the CEO of that company company happens to have ties to King Conqueror. So there's King again. <laughs> Legitimately right off the bat, again. More Kang. Yep. Yep. So we got Alias, who has ties to King. We've got the tower that has ties to King. You know, just again, he's he's, I mean, come on. I mean, it has to be it. it has to be it. Um, at the TVA, Sylvia is demanding answers from Renslayer who claims not to know anything at all. In fact, she wants to help Sylvie figure out who is in charge of the TVA. Renslayer tells Sylvie that when timelines and people are pruned, they are sent to a void because they can't get rid of the matter. Hmm. So it's basically like a cosmic dumping ground for the TVA. So the Lokis explain to our Loki who Alioth is, where exactly they are, Basically, Alioth ensures nothing ever escapes. He's a living tempest that consumes matter and energy. Loki readily accepts that there's an alligator, Loki. He doesn't question it. He asks why there's so many of them. And classic Loki says, because Loki survive. It's what they do. Loki wants them to make a plan, but they laugh. Like their plan is to live, survive. And that's legitimately it. They laugh at his plan because they know they're stuck there, right? There's no getting out of the void. He's like, but guys, like if we had a temp pad, which again, they mock him like, oh, 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 there's so many of those lying around. Like, why would we be here, fool, if we had access to a temp pad? Oh, Loki. Pretty funny. We do, we do find out that Kin Loki apparently is the ruler of the Lokis because in his Nexus event, he killed Thor. So Kid Loki's pretty formidable, to say the least. Uh, boastful Loki and classic Loki warn our Loki to respect Kid Loki. Uh, we see a Sphinx that is shown in perfect condition. There's a large yellow jacket helmet on the ground. Yellow jacket was the villain in the first Ant-Man movie. And it's interesting that his helmet is massive. So not human size, not tiny size, but like giant man size. I mean, technically he was kind of like destabilized and sent to the quantum realm. So it's true. He could, he could return. I know there's some rumors about him coming back in Quantumania. And as we've learned, you can't really destroy matter. It's got to go somewhere. That includes him. Um, at the bunker was probably one of my favorite Easter eggs, not my most favorite in the episode, but one of them, one of my probably top five. And it's a downed helicopter that says Thanos. And if you've read the comics, there is a Thanos copter. Yes. Thanos tried to use a helicopter to gain the cosmic cube from Hellcat. And it didn't work because it's a Thanos copter, but like how hilarious would that have been? He showed up at Endgame like, I'm on helicopter, guys. I love there- that that was in there. <laughs> I did too. I was like, oh. And then right following it yes. was, <laughs> probably this might be my favorite. And that is Frog Thor, also known as Throg. He's literally, you'll see it as Loki is descending down. It's kind of that same visual trick that they used in WandaVision. Um I want to say episode two or three, the bewitched opening where he sinks down through the floors of the house and like the ground. So it's that same type of gag. And yeah, you'll see Mjolnir and then you'll see a glass jar and little frog Thor is inside and he's hopping desperately trying to get to Mjolnir and break out. And his jar is labeled T365, which is where frog Thor makes his first appearance in the comics. I was like, oh, buddy. <laughs> poor throg and that's our first thor variant that we've seen so pretty interesting stuff um back at the tva ren slayer is stalling right she's trying to get miss minutes to quote unquote help them but she's being awkward she does make a reference to the man behind the curtain which we've been calling the whole tva thing the wizard vase anyway timekeepers uh, but yeah, she was just stalling for time so more guards can show up. And then Sylvie prunes herself. 
she's going to find Loki or at least figure out what the heck is going on. And so let's talk about Renslayer for a sec. I, I have a theory that if Kang is involved and they are going to go the whole, they have a relationship route, maybe she was pruned or taken by the TVA or whatever. Maybe Kang wiped her memories of him. Oh, that's a possibility. his own purposes. And mm-hmm. like, maybe she kind of suspects it a bit. I don't know. I just feel like there's more there. And I think she wants to figure out who's in charge, not because she's mad, but because of some other goal she might have in mind. And maybe honestly, the same way that um, Hunter B-15 was wanting to connect with Sylvie after she had seen what was in her head just briefly, because she was like, there's something here and I'm really confused. I want to understand what's happening versus... Mm -hmm. um, because she wasn't really mad. She just was like, what is going on? Like, I'm confused. And I, I think there's something else here, but I don't really know. And, you know, wanted to understand what it was that um, she had seen or, you know, was remembering or whatever. Right. Versus. That's why I'm wondering if like, like Mobius, if Renslayer kind of knows there's something else going on. Right. Yeah. Cause he definitely had inklings of like not trusting the TVA that nobody else seemed to really have, but she, it was just, yeah, it was just awkward to me because I really felt like while she was clearly trying to play Sylvie, it wasn't like she was trying to play Sylvie so she could just go about her day and do what she wanted to do. She was still very much wanting to find out what the timekeepers were up to for her own purposes, but not in a way that screamed I'm hand in hand in a plan with Kang. Right. And later on in the episode, not too much later, actually her and Miss Minutes are talking and she says, I need everything you've got on yes. the timekeeper or who created the TVA, the timekeepers, et cetera. And Miss Minutes is like, um, and she goes, look, they're in danger and I need to get to them first. And that's why Miss Minutes agrees to it. Right. So, you know, I, I think she's going to use that angle in order to get to whoever it is first. And we'll see what happens next week, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, that, <laughs> that, that whole thing was just a little, it just felt a little off. Yeah, definitely. She's, she's sus. <laughs> for sure. I mean, she's been sus. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Unless this is where Kang meets her and he falls in love with her. Who knows? I mean, I suppose that's possible. All we know is they're, they're like an item in the comics. We have no reference as to whether or not they're together at this point or even know each other. I think the only thing we can say for sure is that um, Kate Heron and, and the crew have said that this is more like an origin story for her. Yes. So maybe, maybe they haven't encountered each other quite yet or Kang knows mm-hmm. about her and is kind of leading her to him. Right. Um, again, I hopefully we'll find out. I uh, hope so. Coming week. I don't want to leave that hanging. I'd be so bummed. Same. I'll leave it hanging if it means she's not the one pulling the strings. Though. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that. <laughs> I'll literally sacrifice quite a bit in order to ensure it is not Renslayer. <laughs> uh, dude. I yes. think I think we're in the clear based on how she was acting this week, but I don't I don't want to say it for, for sure for certain. I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh anyway, so back in the void. All the Lokis are sitting around chatting about their Nexus events. Um, boastful Loki claims to have defeated Captain America and Iron Man. Alligator Loki laughs, calls him a liar. <laughs> Which is and so apparently, funny. but in Gator. So it was like a growling. Yes. Hysterical. <laughs> so I'm glad they didn't let Alligator Loki talk. I think I much preferred him being an alligator. And then the other Lokis kind of translating what he was saying. It was hilarious, and I need a pop figure of him, like, yesterday. Yes. <laughs> so. Well, and I think it makes it that much more funny, too, because it's like, 
classic Loki gets a little like snarky with certain things. And so you're kind of like, did you just make that up? Or is that what you actually think he's saying at this moment in time? Because then there's like the spot later on when he says something and Loki's like, look, he agrees. And classic Loki's like, "Mm, okay, whatever. Like, no, he's, he's like, praying. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Like, so there's clearly like a discrepancy in terms of like what he's actually saying. <laughs> kind of like right. when, when you're like, no, no, my dog said this or no, the cat's saying this. And you're like, mm, yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was hilarious. It seems like if we want to think that they can understand him, it seems like classic Loki and probably kid Loki are the closest to alligator Loki. Um, but yeah, almost like Groot, I guess, where Star-Lord doesn't understand him, (laughs) but Rocket does. And then by the end, all the guardians know what he's saying. Yep. But yeah, no, alligator Loki supremacy. I love him. Um, classic Loki tells his story. So everything happened correctly for him until Thanos attacked the ship. But instead of stabbing him, classic Loki casted a projection of himself so strong, even Thanos believed it. Then he hid as an inanimate object, kind of floating away in the debris of the ship. He faked his death. So he got away from Thor, from everyone, and he went to stay on an abandoned planet. He eventually became super lonely, missing Thor, missing his people. And just as he tried to leave the planet, the TVA showed up and pruned him. Now, what's cool to note here is one, that is a fan theory of how our Loki could have survived in Infinity War, that he was casting a projection, which they seemingly confirmed was not a thing when we saw End of File um, at the TVA, like back when Loki was first admitted. Um, So yeah, but I mean, that could be a doorway of our Loki getting Mm -hmm. back into the MCU proper. Uh, What's also cool is that classic Loki's like, um daggers are lame and they are not as powerful as our loki magic and boastful loki's all but they look cool and he's like oh yeah super cool especially when they clatter to the ground right before your neck gets snapped i was like oh shade (laughs) shade but classic loki (sighs) dude is powerful just saying i don't think he's wrong about the whole dagger versus magic thing No, I don't think he is either. I mean, there's something to be said for the ability to control things. Mm -hmm. So Loki decides he's going to escape because he's like, what do Lokis do? They survive. They don't die. They escape. Like my odds are in my favor. Totally going to do it. You said it's a living thing, Alioth, then a living thing can die. And I need your help. And then they all bust out laughing. I'm pretty sure even alligator Loki laughed a little bit. He seemed like he was smirking as much as an alligator can smirk. Uh, so Loki decides he's just going to do it on his own, whatever. He's he's fed up with himself. And that's when he comes across President Loki, <laughs> which I was like, yes, there he is. I was excited. Uh, President Loki and his army of, I think they're, they're not all Lokis, but I think all the ones that look like they have horns are Lokis, but they might, I don't think they're all Lokis, do you? I think some of them are just kind of people they picked up. He picked it, up. It feels like some of them might just be like randos, but maybe like they are all Lokis. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell. We definitely see, or I, I mean, this many times I've watched it, I definitely saw the ones that have clear horns uh, using some sort of Loki power yes. to kind of prove that they're Lokis. Uh, the other ones not so much so like i said maybe some of them aren't um sylvia is now in the void oh go ahead sorry oh i was just gonna say mobius makes it sound like he's pruned hundreds of them so the fact that there might be you know 10 or 15 in the room doesn't seem unlikely also true he does say you can throw a rock in this place and hit a loki Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh so yeah sylvie now is in the void and she almost gets devoured by Alioth. But as she's running away, she kind of shoots out her power and she connects with him a bit. And like, I mean, honestly, it's like a split second. You see a fortress inside what looks like the quantum realm. Like we were talking about earlier, those colors, the kind of depth of the, you know, the visual field. 
that's very quantum realmy to me. But there's a car coming to save her, driven by Lightning McQueen. I mean, Mobius. <laughs> I like geeked out just a bit as a Disney fan, Disney Pixar fan, that he was in a car. I was super excited. I was like, oh, and it was a pizza car. Dude, it has to be a Pizza Planet Trevor reference, right? Like that is what that is. Right. I was I like, felt like this it has was to like, be. <laughs> yeah, I felt like it was a nod to both him being Lightning McQueen yes. and Pizza Planet. 100% right. Cause yeah, he's driving a car and he's like, hold on. And he's like doing whatever. And he's zooming around and yeah. And then he's right. in the pizza planet <laughs> truck, like wannabe. And I was like, this has to be, I was like, I think I wrote in my thing. I was like, they could literally have put him in any other vehicle, Oh, but they put sure. him in a pizza truck. I was like, yes, right? was I'm like, not making this up. I'm not wanting this, is- this to be an Easter egg that doesn't exist. Like this is literally a nod. This is the rejected Pizza Planet truck right here. Skinny's Pizza. Yeah. First of all, I'm not buying pizza from anybody named Skinny. No, for sure not. <laughs> and that's so why it's, it's on like the very, that's why it's rejected in the variant, whatever. The exactly. Void, it's in the void. nobody wanted it. You broke the timeline when you made Skinny Pizza. Uh, yes. Also, of course, Mobius found a car because he's Lightning McQueen. Come on yeah. now. <laughs> Out of all, like. I don't know about you, but every other shot of the void, it didn't look like nothing was working. So he found a working car. Come on. Yes. That totally, totally had to play into Lightning McQueen and the Pizza Planet truck. Um, And also, also... go ahead. Nope. Go for it. (laughs) No, I was just going to say like, obviously like the whole Lightning McQueen, whatever, but like, how does Mobius even know how to drive? Exactly. (laughs) Like. I was like, oh, that's great. That's cool. But I was like, um, if the TVA invented you, which we all know is not true, but like, doesn't he even question himself? Like how he knows how to drive? Like, why would you just get behind the wheel of a vehicle if you don't know what you're doing? Right. I don't know. That's weird to me. Maybe we'll get some more answers about Mobius's past. Yeah, I don't know. I bet I don't know if you saw it. I saw it. There's a hula dancer in that car too. Yes. Just- oh my gosh. And yes, I was like, so there's a hula dancer, and then I was like, okay, that also has to be a nod to something, right? Because there's one in WandaVision, and there's two in Agents of Shield. Well, three technically. I was like, okay, this has to be another nod. I was like, this is not a. Oh, yes. for sure. I saw that and I was like, oh, maybe Mobius. I mean, there's a, so there's a theory going around that Mobius might be a Loki variant that had his mind wiped. I don't hate it. I kind of like it. I think it, it would explain why he's such a fan of Loki. I mean, we're all fan boys and girls of Loki, but he's also, he's a really big one. Um, But I wonder because, you know, we originally saw the hula dancer, right? With Coulson. Mm-hmm. like what if he's a colson variant like that would be super cool too that would be really cool i don't think that's gonna happen but i just it still would be super it's cool. a cool theory i like it yeah uh, either yeah. way that hula dancer is totally an easter egg yes for sure 100 yeah. as soon as i saw that shot when they were looking at him and sylvie from the front and i saw the hula dancer i was like Woo-hoo, hula dancer!" <laughs> i knew you'd be stoked because you have a hula dancer your desk don't you or near your desk anyway i got wicked excited about the hula dancer probably all too excited (laughs) so while you know they're escaping you know nascar style from alioth the other loki's are all fighting because that's what loki's do right boastful loki betrayed kid loki um to team up with president loki who then betrayed boastful loki and then president loki loki's betrayed him it's a hot mess a hot hot mess classic loki opens a window and gets loki kid loki and alligator loki out of the bumper they both are so annoyed with loki's and how they act and how it always ends up this way, like forever and ever and ever. It's like every version of us just keeps screwing up. And Kid Loki says, you know, every time one of us tries to do better, here comes the TVA to prune us off the timeline. Because Kid Loki, again, he's a young Avenger, or he was. So, or is, will be, whatever. Basically, he's not all bad in the comics. He's kind of a good, goodish, as good as, I guess, the God of Mischief could be. 
he's a good kid. Good enough kid. We'll start, we'll go with that. Good enough kid. So there's a point and also another nod to Young Avengers. And then let's see. Oh, yes. First, we got D.B. Cooper explained to us, right? It was Loki who lost a bet to Thor. Yes. Hilarious. And next, we get the Philadelphia experiment. Which, so if you're- can I just say how much I'm <laughs> loving the fact that they're pulling these random, like, unexplained things and dropping them in? I think it's hilarious. I love it. I, I think it's awesome. So, yeah, hilarious. So, if you're unfamiliar, uh, the Philadelphia experiment, that's what that big navy tanker gets dropped into the void the uss eldridge now supposedly this was a military experiment of the navy at the philadelphia shipyard around october 28 1943 and supposedly the uss eldridge could be invisible cloaked from its enemies obviously we've never seen it pun intended (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well played ashley well played yep so we don't know if it's real or not but apparently it was not supposed to be in the timeline and the tba took care of that that so that would explain why we've never seen it yep and alias took it out very quickly loki who thought he could totally just quote unquote sneak up on it (laughs) his face though He's like, I'm just going to go around back and then like do it in. And then the whole thing's decimated and he's like, uh. In like a fraction of a second and Kid Loki and Classic Loki are looking at him like, fool, we told you. He's like, um, I think we should think about this more. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Sylvie and Mobius. Sylvie has convinced Mobius to go back towards the angry cloud as he called it. Um, Because she feels like i said so she saw something before she feels like it's the answer or the key or uh you know whatever it's a door and she needs to get to it so they get reunited with loki and she legit like laughs at his plan to kill him what does she say you're gonna paper cut a cloud to death yes. about died <laughs> she's like oh my plan stupid you were gonna paper cut a cloud <laughs> like, and then she's like mocking the other two kid Loki's like I had my doubts <laughs> uh the dialogue in this this episode I, I lived for it it was great um <laughs> so Rinslayer back at Rinslayer right we kind of talked about how she's looking for uh the timekeepers but that's because or who created the timekeepers that's because she confronts Hunter B-15 who prays is still alive I need Mobius to get her out of her little prison cell and they just take down the TVA together because I stand Heck here. Yes. <laughs> uh, she's like, Renslayer, dude, Sylvie's mad. She's after revenge. She wanted to take out the timekeepers. Timekeepers aren't real. Like, you're stupid. Like, where else do you think she's going to go? She's going to go to find out who created them. Right. Renslayer's like, and oh, she's going to beat God. you because she needs this. You're just whatever. You just and I was like, yeah, okay, girl. She didn't say that. <laughs> she didn't say I mean, it's kind said. of what she said and not as many words but yes it was totes implied Renslayer sucks <laughs> anyways back in the void mobius and the other loki's talk while loki and sylvie awkwardly discuss their nexus event aka their feelings for each other loki promises he won't betray her as they sit under a blanket that she makes fun of because it's not super snuggly and to be fair, I would be like, of all the blank, it didn't look snuggly either. So I'm like, man, you're going to conjure a blanket. Could at least be fluffy. It looked Come like on. an emergency blanket with a reflective lining on the inside. Yeah, it was pretty lame. I mean, I guess he's never been in this kind of situation before. So 80 for effort, I guess. Mm, yeah. He, I mean, both he did conjure a life-saving blanket instead of like a thin little blanket but yeah not snuggly at all yeah no i would not want to snuggle up on the couch under that blanket it looks <laughs> no. really uncomfortable uh, they both don't know what they're going to do if they take down the tva slash timekeeper slash whoever is behind all this which is interesting right because our loki typically is like ah oh, domination you know taking over i'm going to be a ruler but he even mocks that himself saying oh yeah I'd be so happy 
Mobius is talking to the other, but while Mobius is talking to the other Lokis, he actually says that he never came across an alligator Loki. He's like, are you sure he's a Loki? And they go, well, he's green. (laughs) Then he's like, yeah, but he could be lying about that. But then again, that is a Loki move. So yeah, no, it's a Loki for sure. Mobius does tell them, hearkening back to episode one, that when he gets back to the TVA, he's going to burn it to the ground. Yay, burn it to the ground. So they're all standing there watching looking for Elioth, and in the distance there's wreckage of the dark aster from guardians of the galaxy there's another shot of a helicarrier which happens to have a hydra logo on it so yeah those were like my fun little easter eggs that i saw the dark aster was pretty obvious and the helicarrier was too but i didn't catch the hydra logo the first time i watched it i caught it the second time i was like oh interesting Sylvie has taken Renslayer's temp pad. She hands it to Loki, but he decides he's going to go with her. So he gives it to Mobius. Mobius offers, offers to take the other Lokis with him, but they decide to stay because this is their world. Kid Loki gives Loki his golden sword, which is straight up out of the comics. And I was like, yes, that's the sword from the comics. Then Loki uses that sword to distract Elioth while Sylvie tries to enchant him. However, his distraction is not big enough. And here comes our boy, or our king, our old man, (laughs) classic (laughs) Loki. And he casts a massive, massive illusion. And he rebuilds Asgard in the middle of the void. I was like, holy Loki. Like, wow. Wow. Talk about showing off some power. Are you kidding me? Um, it was pretty crazy. It was like the details were just so crazy. Perfect. And then Alioth eventually consumes poor classic Loki and all that's left of him is his helmet. However, he escaped Thanos before. So maybe he escaped Alioth. We don't know. I hope so. But I hope so, right? I feel like mm-hmm. he has to live to fight another day. He's a Loki. They survive. They don't die. That's their whole right. thing. Right. No, Together, I hope they. Yep. Mm. I know. I I guess because I really loved all the Lokis together. I'm like, I can't lose one now. Come on. Exactly. It was so awesome. Also, he had the wisdom that I think mm-hmm. our Loki would have grown into had he not had his neck snapped by Thanos because I think that's kind of where he was headed you know missing his brother caring about other people realizing that you know he's got to stop causing so much destruction I feel like that's where our Loki was was at was headed to you know yes I agree I just want all my Lokis to live happily ever after Um, I want them to all live happy ever after too. Happily ever after. Yeah, whichever one. Yep. Words. Words are hard. Words, they are hard. <laughs> and then, you know, the episode ends with Sylvie and Loki enchanting Elioth, who opens a door. And we see a very clear shot of that fortress castle looking thing mm-hmm. in the distance of what looks like the quantum realm. And maybe it is exactly the same bits of city that we saw before when we were in the quantum realm in Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's possible. It is pretty hard to tell, but it feels like it could be the same. It does. Trying not to get my hopes up. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But it does. Um, but yeah, it feels very quantum realmish, and yeah, I think really have anything super exciting. I do have, I think I found some more Easter eggs that I, we didn't talk about, but nothing too like overly amazing. Um, mm-hmm. let's see. We talked about, I, I'm still like, it, it makes me giggle that they keep pulling in these you know, the USS Eldridge and the D.B. Cooper and these unsolved mystery kind of random things. 
Um, yeah. We had the dark aster and the yellow jacket, the hula dancer. Love it so much. You know, there was one scene in the, um, mm -hmm. actually there are a couple things. So in that, uh, their bunker, their little layer thing. Yeah. There were a couple of video games in there. They had the space oh, yeah. mission, which Polybus. is like a real one. And then they had the Polybus, which is like the, the, the faux game or whatever so i thought government those were kind experiment of, yeah. yes <laughs> which i thought were kind of cool nods um also just a side note but space space mission actually came out the year i was born so i was like um okay that's wicked old yeah <laughs> and then there's a scene like right before they all start fighting or like as they all start fighting um one of the loki's rushes the regular Loki. I'm just going to call him regular Loki. Cause I don't even know. He's just Loki. Um, Loki. And he, yeah. Our Loki. <laughs> and he's standing right in front of that space mission game. And if you're looking at him just to the left, there's this stack of like electrical stuff, like electronics. And there's mm -hmm. like two or three old televisions on top. And it's like in this little stack and they're all like, you know, bolted together or whatever. And there's a bunch of other like communications type I don't know things, but it felt very WandaVision the way that like when Darcy's in the, um, like the makeshift tent at the base and they've got mm -hmm. like the old TVs stacked up and there's all the equipment they've got to try to like, you know, focus like the frequencies and whatever to like get his best, like, um, you know, the tune like tuned in and frequencies like honed in as best they can to get the signals they're looking for. And I was mm -hmm. like, hmm, I kind of wonder if that's like a nod to something. Cause not that it doesn't fit in, but it doesn't fit in as well as most of the other sort of things that are in the old bowling alley, if that makes sense. Um, like you kind of expect to see arcade games and, you know, popcorn machine and stuff like that. Um, but this was just kind of a his weird throne that had like Santa yes. Claus and candy canes and yes. Oh, and did you notice he was drinking the ecto cooler? Um, the high C, yeah, the high C stuff, <laughs> yes. Um, and then the license plate on that Pizza Planet truck is GRNW1D, um, which is a reference to Mike Grinwald, who's the that the creator of um. Mobius and other characters, including Alioth. Um, trying to think if I had any others. The drive-in sign has um, the Oswald and the Martians advertisement on it, which mm -hmm. is the Oswald the Rabbit Oswald. Yay, I think Disney. that's... I think those are the only other ones I have. Oh, and the Roxy wine. Did you see the ro the box of Roxy? Yes, the Roxy wine. wine. <laughs> I was like, that's so funny. Yes. I was like, I was you're like, drinking a oh, crappy box wine. Yes. Well, I mean, come on. It's, it's the funny. void. Like, what else are they going to drink? I mean, you know? it's true. You're just going to get whatever. But it cracked me up that the box wine got sent to the void. <laughs> yes. I bet it would as somebody who's the connoisseur of that sort of Canceled. Thing. <laughs> Crappy box wine. Canceled. It broke the timeline. <laughs> yes. It sure um, did. <laughs> Although they seem to be enjoying it, but maybe it's because like, if that's the only thing you can get, you got to just sure. make yeah. do with what you can do, what you got in the shark tank, right? Because it's a better metaphor than an alligator tank. Yes. That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a good episode. So many good eggs in there. Yes, so many. And I feel like we could watch it four more times and get things every single time. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So I can't believe next week is our last one. Oh my gosh. I was just going to say the same thing. I'm not ready. No, I'm, I'm not, not either. I need bye. way this more. This was my show. I know we say that about each of them, but honestly for me, and I've said it from the beginning, this has been the show I've been most yeah. anticipating. This is a show that I wanted the most out of all three. And I just, I'm not ready to say bye to Loki. I don't want to. <laughs> In the words nope, of Chris, I'm not I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I don't like it at all. It's rude. 
super rude. It's rude. He better show up in Doctor Strange. So I'm saying. Uh, I hope so. I'll be curious to see if we have any interesting cameos next week. I feel like there's got to be something. And I'm not talking about just Kang. I think there's got to be some something, someone. To connect the dots. Yes. Yes. Because, I mean, they've they've added in, I don't know if you've seen it, to the post-credit scene of WandaVision. It looks like somebody's coming down the hill towards the cabin that she's at. No, I haven't seen that. You didn't see that? No, I didn't see the addition. What? How did I miss that? Because they didn't tell anybody. It's just somebody spotted it. So if you go back and watch the final episode and go just skip it to the yeah. post-credit scene so you don't have to cry about anything anymore. So just go to the post-credit scene. Okay, perfect, perfect. Because And then as they're like panning down um, the mountaintop or whatever the, into the valley where the cabin is, it looks like a shadow of a person running down the hill or making his, his or her way down the hill. Mm. okay i'm gonna have to go watch i'll do that when we get done with this (laughs) so i'm wondering i'm like um who's gonna show up in loki right like is it it's i feel like strange because of the whole time thing it feels like like it should be it feels like it should be strange but Um, he should have shown up in the other one and didn't so i don't know true but we had some like other cameos in WandaVision whereas in Loki other than the first episode where they were clearly just you know they pulled the images from uh right the scenes from Endgame though I don't count those as cameos no I don't either that was pre-recorded agreed Agreed. I I want a cameo in the last episode of somebody that we know Mm -hmm. it just makes sense you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier had Rhodey. Mm-hmm. Wanda had, you know, plenty of stuff with Darcy and Wu and Monica. So, I mean, Loki needs somebody too. And if it's not strange, then it needs to be Thor or Heimdall. Somebody. I need to see somebody. Just saying. Just putting it out there. Yep. Because, yeah, we haven't had anybody. Mm-mm. Yep. No, nope, not at all. Cameo. Cameo it is. (laughs) All right. Well, but yeah, so join us next week as we share all the breaking and exciting news from episode six, the end of our I guess it's season, not series. Season. We're gonna right because we're we're slated for season two, right? I swear I saw that confirmed more than once. I still don't think I've seen it confirmed, but I feel like it's more confirmed than it's not confirmed. Yeah. Okay. That, there you go. Okay. Well, we're rooting <laughs> for season two. So either Heck way, yes. it's the end of the season. As always, if you have anything you want to share, tag us on Twitter at Whiskey and Sunshine or that Ashley Aaron. And yeah, shoot us notes. Let us know if you have theories, leave them in the comments. And until next time. Glorious purpose. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for more geeky goodness.